Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Here we go once again, the Growing in Grace podcast. My name is Joel, the Breeze Man, Breeze Key, and Mike, the Cap Capler with me. The Growing in Grace podcast, over 19 years uh, going on this thing now. And we got a, a recent comment on... Uh, well, it used to be called iTunes, now it's Apple Podcast. Uh, somebody says, a breath of fresh air. They gave us a five-star rating. Um, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't need to bring this up, but all of the comments, the ratings on Apple Podcasts, which, you know, I, I, I'm not one who really cares about ratings. It doesn't matter to me. Or on YouTube, people can give a thumbs up or a thumbs down, that type of stuff. I just don't care i mean it's it's nice if they give a thumbs up i'm not saying that i'm just saying that if somebody doesn't really care for us and they give us a bad review um that's just that's you know we we do what we do because it's what's in our hearts to do but um the uh where was i going i was going with somewhere with oh the only like four star (laughs) comment that we have on apple podcast is someone who didn't like what we said about james and paul um, uh-huh. They gave us a, they, you know, they like us overall, but they didn't like our um, Paul and James here, which is, you know, that's fine. That's great. You know, that's, that's okay. So anyway, all that, I, I wanted to re- read this, <laughs> this comment because I, I really like it. This person says, a breath of fresh air. Wow. I could listen to you guys all day and often do. Every time I listen, I feel so light and refreshed. The gospel is really so simple, too simple, which is why so many twist and add to it. It's too easy for most. I grew up Christian and have never heard the gospel preached like this. I am so thankful to God to have found you too. Thank you for all you do and sharing the good news. The good news in, in all caps. Good news. So I really appreciate that comment. And uh, again, um, we do what we do because this is what's in our hearts to talk about. And it is refreshing. The gospel is refreshing. Um Cap, I know the last few weeks we've been talking about the the good news, um, how we've been made right with God by grace through faith, by nothing that we've done. Um, all of that good stuff is is by what He has done, not by what we do. That is refreshing. That is good news to hear that, especially in a church culture these days in which you don't hear a bunch of that. So uh, I'm really glad that somebody you know made that comment. We get comments like that on YouTube and, and other places too. And it's assuring to us that um, we're going in a good way because what we're sharing is, is helping people and is refreshing to people. So I'm thankful for that. As you said, we're really not all that concerned with the thumbs down or people who may not see things the same way. But it does mean something to us to know that uh, much of what we're sharing is having a positive impact on people and helping them come to a place where they can, you know, experience that, that peace that passes understanding. Um, there's just nothing else quite like it. Uh, our lives changed when we came face to face with this message of the gospel of grace after spending each of us individually spending some years sort of chasing our tails, mm-hmm. um, pursuing 
rightness with God, as we talked about a couple of weeks back, and and uh, trying to make ourselves get to a place where we're, you know, climbing the mountain. <laughs> we we yeah. weren't necessarily moving the mountain, but we were trying to climb this thing <laughs> and get to a place where we would conquer, uh, and, and, you know, God would be happy with us, and that we would do things that would somehow get us into his good graces, you know, uh, uh, and it was just such a, you talk about spitting into the wind. I mean, yeah, really? <laughs> it was, we, as, as the three stooges used to say, we're going nowhere fast. <laughs> yep. And uh, that, that's kind of how it was be, before we understood what the gospel of grace was. And one of these days, one of these days, people, with your help, I will talk Joel into discussing more about Paul and James, because that was that that series was a little while back, and there's more yeah. to be said about that. But having said that, let's let's move on to what we want to get into here today, Joel, because we've been talking about you know you go back a couple of weeks, we were talking about how can I know I'm right with God, uh, and and then there's this uh, this mentality that people kind of get themselves into when it comes to knowing that you're in this good place with God, that you don't even have to pursue sanctification with God, those kinds of things that we've been talking about here recently. They may seem like ABCs, but when it comes to some of our spiritual understanding regarding this stuff, uh, very few of us have learned how to spell it correctly. <laughs> if we're talking <laughs> ABCs, uh, the words get all jumbled up sometimes when, when people are sometimes using these sound bites from the Bible taking things out of context, not understanding the difference between the old covenant and the new and, and our, our identity in Christ. Uh, people get confused easily, and, and there's all kinds of different stuff out there, thousands of different denominations that are all kind of spouting uh, the Bible as the word of truth, and yet they're all saying different things about what it is they believe from that same book or that same collection of books. And so Something that ties into all of that that we've been talking about here over the last few weeks is the subject of forgiveness. Let's get into that because some people wonder where they stand with God ultimately because they really wonder, am I really forgiven? And so let's let's work that into the conversation, especially considering what we've been talking about. Yeah, well, it, you know, forgiveness is a big issue for a lot of people. You know, wondering, like you say, am am I forgiven? How how forgiven am I? Or, uh, yes, maybe I was forgiven, but now I've done some things, and am I still forgiven? Or, or how do I get forgiven again? Do I need more forgiveness? You know, we were talking about, like you say, a few weeks ago, people, the, the people of Israel who were pursuing righteousness by the works of the law, and people are pursuing forgiveness these days by something they do. They think they're... The, the thing about forgiveness is that if you have to do something in order to get forgiveness, and that's not really forgiveness, because forgiveness means a, you know, a letting go of the charge that is against you. It's one way to put it. So uh, there's a charge against you, so to speak, and God lets that go and, and just puts it away. He puts that charge away. It's gone. If it's because of something you've done, then you've actually earned it. He's not done it by his grace. It's something that you've, you've earned. But forgiveness, just like righteousness, just like salvation, just like everything, justification, uh, forgiveness is something that we have not earned, but that God has given freely. And it has come only one 
way, and that's through the cross of Jesus Christ. But Joel, Jesus said in the so-called Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 6, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, we can take that from Matthew 6.14 and slap it on our refrigerator and go, Yep, every single day I need to be forgiving people. Uh, otherwise, God won't forgive me. But if I do forgive people, then phew, then I know that I'm forgiven. That, unfortunately, is a mindset that many believers have. Not to take away from what Jesus said. We're not running from the words of Jesus, as we were accused of doing about 10 years ago or so in a certain book. But um, we're taking the words of Jesus here. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And we're understanding those words in the context in which they were spoken. Jesus was speaking before the cross to people who were under the law, to people who were under the old covenant. There was a conditional forgiveness. And it was more than just if you would forgive other people or not. There were all kinds of stipulations in the law about, you know, about whether you would be right with God or not and forgiven or not. All kinds of stipulations. But then, after this, in Matthew six fourteen, after that happened, the cross happened. And something happened on the cross. And I love this passage from Hebrews 10. Hebrews ten eighteen is what I'm going to read uh, but before that, leading up to that, it says that there's this covenant that God said he was going to make, and he was going to put his laws into their hearts and in their minds, write them, and then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Verse 18 then, now where there is remission of these, or like the English Standard Version says, forgiveness, where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. So why is there no longer any offering for sin? It's because there is forgiveness of these. <laughs> because the forgiveness happened through the cross, and that forgiveness was complete, and it was final. It was once and for all. The forgiveness issue has been taken care of. That's why there's no longer an offering for sin, because the one offering worked. And so if you want to, if you're wondering if God has forgiven you, don't look to what you've done, but look to what he's done. Look to the cross, and that's where our forgiveness was made final. It is important to understand the context because <clears throat> many, many churchgoers have the assumption that when Jesus made that statement that if, if you don't forgive others, then God won't forgive you. I mean, imagine just reading that by itself, not considering anything that he said before that or anything that he said after that. But also understanding something we've talked about a lot here on the podcast that we won't get into much right now is that that entire Sermon on the Mount, as it's often nicknamed in Matthew 5 through 7, was really Jesus speaking to his disciples who were under the law. I mean, that he was speaking to them before the cross and resurrection, before the new covenant would be established after his death and resurrection as the testator. He made this statement to them, and, and the purpose of this entire sermon was to try to show his students 
who were under that Mosaic law that they would need to come up with a different way to get to God other than the law. And so if you're going to try to follow the law, then Jesus was giving a sermon about that. And yet here at this point in Matthew 6, he he was telling them, look, because you are in this hopeless situation where perfection is required, you're going to have to do it perfectly in order to get to reaching your goal, your eternal goal, then you should begin to pray this way. (laughs) (laughs) Pray this way now. And, and ultimately, he was he was encouraging his disciples to to pray for uh, something better to come along than what they were clinging to right now. And that something better was really someone better, Jesus Christ, the cross, the resurrection, the blood. Those things would bring them what they were seeking, not the law. But under the law, they were stuck in this place where if you don't forgive others— then God won't forgive you. You'll be forgiven, you know, in order for God to forgive you, he'll forgive you in the same way that you forgive others. That's a hopeless situation. Right. Uh, I like what you said in, in, in Hebrews. Paul said a couple of things in, in the book of Ephesians, too. Uh, he opened up his letter. He said, in him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he, I like this word, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. Uh, That was from the, the ESV. And then if I go a little bit later in the book of Ephesians, something we've explained in the past, Paul said, be kind. To, this is how he closed uh, the end of chapter four in Ephesians. He said, "Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you." So you see that again. That the simple difference here is that people under the old covenant, as Jesus was explaining to his disciples in Matthew, the difference is that they were seeking forgiveness. They they were looking for ways to to get forgiveness here. Under the new covenant, after the cross, Paul is explaining we should forgive one another. It is the right thing to do in in Christ as believers in him. But we do it because Christ has forgiven us. In other words, we forgive others not to be forgiven, but because we've been forgiven. And that's the difference between what Jesus was saying before the cross and Paul is explaining to the Ephesians after the cross. Exactly. You know, the forgiveness issue, God's forgiveness of us, has been taken care of. And so that's where we start. You know, we we start with the understanding that we have been forgiven of all sins, past sins, present sins, future sins. It's all, It was all taken care of and finalized. That forgiveness was finalized at the cross. One time, one sacrifice, and then we can look at God and be thankful for the fact that he forgave us of all sins richly by his grace he lavished it upon us and then we can turn around to others and treat others in that way it's not that we have to treat them in that way you know forgiving them so that god will forgive us but now after the cross where the forgiveness issue has been taken care of again we can look to that thank god that we've been forgiven and realize, you know what, these things that I'm holding against another person, I could really let those go and and offer them forgiveness because God lavished his forgiveness on me. So you see how it's so different. It's not a must or a should. It's not a have to. It's a perspective where you can look at what God has done 
on your behalf and offer that to somebody else. And you don't even have to sacrifice yourself like Jesus did. Uh, you can just <laughs> look at what he did and, and thank God for that. I'll just wrap up with this one, one. Again, going back to Hebrews 10, in that old covenant, there were so, you know, before the cross, there were sacrifices after sacrifices after sacrifices, animal sacrifices that were offered repeatedly. Hebrews 10, 11, and every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And then verse 14, for by a single offering, by one offering, he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. So we've been sanctified, we've been forgiven, we have redemption in his blood, the forgiveness of sins. That's what we have in Christ. The forgiveness issue has been taken care of. You can live your daily life knowing no matter what you've done, no matter what you do, no matter what's in your mind, no matter what you say you think you do, you feel, well, how was that? There was a song by the uh, the cry, um, I know everything about you, but I still love you. Everything you say you do, you are, you want, you think, you feel. That was it. Um, everything. God knows everything about you, but he still loves you. And his forgiveness stands because it was done by Christ, the cross, his blood on your behalf, and God lavished it upon you. I think there's probably more that we can offer up to you guys regarding the forgiveness of God and being assured of it. You know, I just read a verse where it says that the priests stood daily. They stood daily. Well, Jesus sat down. We'll talk about that next week and how that is just another part of the assuredness of our forgiveness in Christ. Next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.